0: Hey, I want to welcome you to the online sermon ministry at Coastal Community Church, and we are so glad that this is a part of your spiritual journey, is watching the sermon online. And and uh, But we have a deep conviction at Coastal Community Church that part of our spiritual growth is also to be a part of a Christian community in a local church. And so while we hope that this sermon supplements your spiritual growth, uh, we all want to encourage you to be a part of a local church. And so if you live in our community and you don't have a local church home, we'd love to encourage you to join us at uh, one of our two services. Uh, we just recently relocated, so we meet at 101 Village Avenue in Yorktown, uh, Virginia, and we have two service times, 9, 15, and 11 o'clock, so if you don't have a, a home church, I want to invite you to attend one of our services. This week in the, in the Brown House, my house, uh, actually today after the church services, uh, we are celebrating, and she's not here, I'd have her stand for you, we're celebrating my wife's grandmother's 90th birthday. And uh, you can clap. She's not here. All right. She's next service. So, um, and I share that to say um, having Christian grandparents who took their family to church, made corporate worships a significant part of the family life. Uh, my, my wife's grandma has six grandkids. They're all married to christian spouses that are bringing their children up in the lord and i'm not even going to try to number all the great grandkids okay because i'd lose count somewhere along the way but the, the power of bringing your children up in the lord and passing on the faith from one generation to the next and that's what stands here this morning these parents are not they're dedicating two things they're dedicating their children to the lord asking the lord to save them and bring them in a relationship with him but they're also dedicating themselves Uh, to parenting their children and bringing them up in Christ and being a part of a local church. And so that's a significant thing that you all are doing this morning. Um, So this morning, here's what these families are doing, okay? Let me make sure we're all clear, okay? This morning, these families are dedicating themselves to raising their children in the ways of the Lord, They're dedicating themselves to a local church and saying, we're going to bring our children to a local church to introduce them and to reinforce what's being taught at home, that these children will ultimately repent and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. This dedication church doesn't save these children. That's only repentance and faith in the gospel of Christ. And so these parents are dedicating themselves to bringing their children up in the Lord. Secondly, these parents are also dedicating these children to God. They're asking God to save their children by the power and the work of the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit will be on them, so that one day the Holy Spirit will be in them as they believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? and so they 're asking for prayer in that and the support of the local church so let me let me introduce you to some folks here this morning, and then i 'm going to give them a charge and and uh, So the first family i 'm introducing you to is the Burtons and uh, Don and Joanna, and this is their the, their daughter um, Rivka, which is a fantastic uh, Hebrew name, and and I'm just going to brag on Don and Joanna a little bit. I, y'all probably don't know this. He actually proposed to his wife in the old church building. By when it was being built, he wrote it on the beams. Right? It hadn't yet. The walls hadn't been finished. He asked her if he'd marry her and proposed in the old church building. Isn't that cool? Uh, and and she said yes, by the way. And so. <laughs> And so it's just, again, I tell you that, just say there's spiritual legacy here. He became a believer not not long before, you're crying, okay? So um, he's a very sensitive guy. Uh, So he became a believer not long before that and found a great Christian wife. And and it's just neat to see, you know, this family. And so I'm going to come back to Rivka in a minute. Uh, This is the Keeners, Andrew and Tori. And I've watched them grow a lot in the Lord uh, in the last few years. And this is Maddox, their son. And... uh, I'm going to do a play with their names in a little bit, but I thought maybe you were hoping he'd live up to Greg Maddox, the great pitcher, uh, but maybe not, and uh, and then this is Dave and Kristen and their daughter Delaney, so we'll get some pictures up there for you, this is Delaney, and then Matthew and Sandy, and this is their son Wesley, Wesley's beautiful, and then the Wells, Doug and Audrey Wells, and this is their daughter Anna Grace, and so... Beautiful children, I know you guys are going to want to pray for. You know the Bible says this in, in, in Psalm one twenty seven says that children are a gift from the Lord and they are a reward from Him. And I know y'all know that, right? Especially at two in the morning when they're waking you up. But truly, you know, <laughs> children are a gift from the Lord, and, and and the Scriptures commands us as parents to teach our children about the Lord Jesus Christ, to train them up, and prepare them for the day that they're going to meet the Lord. And that's what that's what you all have to do as parents. That's your challenge. Uh, Your your child's spiritual welfare, though, won't simply be accomplished by you telling them about Christ. You guys need to live it in your homes. The presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, at your house, will effectively communicate the message of the gospel of God's love through the power and the work of Jesus Christ to your child. One of the little phrases I use, you guys have probably heard enough of my sermons, no more is caught than taught at home. And so they're going to catch the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in your lives as you raise your children in the Lord. And I hope that the birth of your child encourages you with a greater resolve for that, for Christ to shine brightly in your home. Proverbs 22, 6 says, direct your children on the right path, and when they're older, they won't leave it. And Ephesians 6, verse 4, dads, I want to challenge you with this, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way that you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, I'm sure you all are here this morning, you know this, that the scripture also encourages us to be a part of a local church. And at Coastal, uh, we believe that a follower of Jesus Christ should be committed to a local church body. Committing yourself to corporate worship, committing yourself to being in a small group, committing yourself to serving God and serving others in and through the local church. And we believe this is a big part of of the environment that will be created in your home and in your life. It's a means of grace that God uses to draw us to himself as local church ministry. And so we're asking that you would also commit yourself to a local church and hopefully coastal, right? That's why you're here. You commit yourself to Coastal Community Church until the day that the Lord leads your children to him through repentance and faith. So I'm going to run through your names, okay, and try to get all of them right. Um, Don and Joanna and Andrew and Tori and David and Kristen, Matthew and Sandy and Doug and Audrey, are you committed to bringing up these children in the ways of Christ and committing yourselves to the local church to support you and your family in raising your children in the things of the Lord? If so, say we are committed now church here 's a challenge to you, right? I mean, I get up here many weeks and I talk about you know time talent and treasure you know using your, all that God has given, you stewarding it to to, to make Christ famous. Well, you're helping in that endeavor here this morning, okay? And so as a church, you know, we're all part of God's family. And as a family, uh, we need to work alongside these families in their efforts to portray Christ to their child. We're not spectators. We're called to be brothers and sisters in Christ and exhibit godly characteristics when we're gathered corporately to reinforce what is being taught in their homes and what's being seen here corporately. We're committing our time and our talent and our treasure to providing a gospel-centered church where these families can raise their children to know the Savior, Jesus Christ, an extension of discipleship that's taking place at home. And so, church family, and friends that are here, if you believe that you're part of that this day, would you respond by saying, we are, we are committed? All right, praise God. I'm going to pray over these children. I'm going to ask for the work of the Holy Spirit in each child's life. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will draw the heart of each life and each child into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ until the day that they stand before Him and see Him face to face. Our prayers is that one day these children will acknowledge Christ in baptism and, and, and as Savior and then be stand here and be baptized. Before I do that, what I'd like to do is I love names and I've written a blessing for each child based on their name, okay? So Rivka is a variant of the word, uh, of the name Rebecca, which means to bond together. And so Rivka, my blessing for you is that, Rivka, may you bond together with your heavenly Father ...through his son, Jesus Christ. Maddox. Maddox means son of God or son of the Lord. Yeah, we're having a moment, he and I, (laughs) actually. Maddox, may you embrace and live out your name... ...as son of the Most High King. Delaney... I don't know. Did you, I don't know if y'all picked this name on purpose. Means angel from heaven. You know, there's several scriptures in in the Bible that talk about how the angels wonder at the gift of grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, Delaney, may you grasp the grace of Jesus Christ. Things into which angels look and wonder. And Wesley, Wesley was a tough one. Means the West Meadow. Okay, so that's what I found. All right. I wanted to jump off with the 23rd Psalm. Wesley, may the Lord lead you to green pastures and lead you beside still waters as you trust Jesus Christ to be your good shepherd. And Anna means favor or grace. Of course, you named her Anna Grace. So Anna, may you accept the favor and the grace of God, the Father found in his son, Jesus Christ. Let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, we're asking today that you would lead these children to yourself. I pray that you would use the power of your Holy Spirit and the naturally ordained means of a gospel-centered church to draw the hearts of these children to follow you, that they would repent of their sin and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray for these moms and these dads, that they would be filled with your Holy Spirit, that they would daily feast on the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that the power of the Holy Spirit would give them wisdom, give them self-control when needed, and discipline when needed, God, that they would raise these children to know the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Thank you for these parents being brave enough to stand up here and committing themselves to bringing these children up in the Lord. And the truth is there's a, there's a whole world against that, what they're doing. And so we ask for the supernatural keeping of God and the, the, the Holy Spirit that the gospel of Jesus Christ would be made known to them. These children, they are a precious gift. We thank you, God, for hearing our prayers. We thank you for your help and encouragement through your word, through your spirit, and through church community, God, that you would guide and direct the steps of these parents. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'll tell you what, you guys can go ahead and make your way down. This is the letter that's in their gift bag, and uh, I just want to read it to you. It says, On July 17, 2016, your parents dedicated themselves and you to to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, during a special service... At Coastal Communion Church, they made the commitment to raise you up in a Christian environment. This was done in faith, praying that one day you would understand what it means to become a a, a Christ follower. Today, God... and So this letter will be given to these kids on the day they get baptized. Today, God has answered... Or the day they they receive Christ. Today, God has answered those prayers, and we give Him the glory for the way He has drawn you into a relationship with Him. This is the most important and life-changing decision you'll ever make. You've chosen to follow Jesus, believing he's God's son, the only way in a right relationship with God. You realize that your sin separates you from God and that God cannot allow sin in his presence. God loves you so much, even more than your parents do, and made a way for you to come into his presence. He gave you his only son, Jesus, to pay the price for your sin by dying on the cross. Jesus came back to life again and is now living in heaven with God. Because you believe in Jesus and confess your sin, God has forgiven you, You now can have full and abundant life forever. With him, this is the best thing ever. We are so excited for you as you begin your own faith journey. It's our hope. That you will grow in your faith and journey and learn more and more what it, be, what it means to becoming a true follower of Jesus. This is a letter on behalf of Coastal Kids from Coastal Community Church. These parents will give that to their children on the day they become followers of Christ. Isn't that cool? All right. Thank All right. you, Lord. And right. so let me introduce you to these families, okay? This is the Bramblets to my left, uh, Nathan and Lacey. And this is their daughter Isla, and she's very, very tired. Okay, so she may get grumpy up here. We're we're in the middle of her nap time. So, um, uh, and so we're gonna, and I'm gonna come back to their names in just a minute. And then uh, this is Joe and Angela with their son Caden. I know I'm moving kind of fast. There's Caden. Um, And then this is Joshua and Isla with their son Liam. They're putting pictures out. That's what I'm waiting on. So. And then this is Nathan and Jenna Miller. And this is their children, Holly and Josephine, right? Oh, you got them together, great. And then David and Kendra Schaefer. And this is their son, Grant. And so there's Grant. And so, so, so Nathan and, and Lacey and, and Joe and Angela and Joshua and Isla and Nathan and Jenna and David and Kendra. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you committed to bringing up these children in the ways of Christ and committing yourself to his local church to support you and your family in raising your children in the things of the Lord? If so, would you say we are committed? I praise the Lord. And so Isla is a variant of, of the name Isabella, which means devoted to God. And so here's my prayer of blessing. Isla, may you pursue being fully devoted to God in Christ. Caden means fighter. Lord, help you all as you raise him, okay? (laughs) And so here's my prayer of blessing for Caden. Caden, may you fight for righteousness and holiness as you grow in your knowledge of the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Liam means helmet or determined guardian. Y'all have raised named strong children, all right? Liam, here's my blessing for Liam. Liam, may you be a guardian and a protector of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This was a tougher one, Holly. Which one's Holly, by the way? Holly, the older one, Holly. Holly means plant with red berries, okay? (laughs) We're going to get creative. Um, No. No, I think the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit indwells us, we bear spiritual fruit, right? And so, Holly, may you bear spiritual fruit through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that is a blessing to all. And then Josephine means God will increase. What a great name. And so, Josephine, may God use you to increase his fame and his family here on earth. And then finally, grant means tall or great. And so, Grant, may you stand tall and be great for the kingdom of God. Let's pray, okay? Heavenly Father, I thank you for these parents and their desire to raise these children in the Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would put your Holy Spirit on these children. Draw them unto yourself. I pray that you'll use these families. I pray for these moms and dads that you would grant wisdom as they parent, as they learn the nature and the bent of their child and lead them in the path of which you've ordained for them to go. I pray that they will commit themselves to a gospel-centered community, that you would use this church to draw these children to yourself through repentance of sin and, and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I ask that these children might be the future leaders of Coastal Community Church, God, that these children would walk in your ways and, and lead and serve the ministries of this church as we go from one generation to the next. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: If you have your Bibles, Coastal, turn with me to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, uh, if you don't have a Bible, there's one underneath your chair. I'm going to grab one of those. Um, Romans chapter 6, we're going to look at baptism and why we at Coastal Church celebrate believer's baptism. What's important to know is that we are, because Christ has changed us, the very first act of obedience, the very first thing that we do to demonstrate to everyone that we are followers of Jesus Christ is that we, 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 we basically participate in a symbol and we get down and we are baptized in the water. And what's interesting, as we're going to look at this in a second, is God loves symbols. I wear a wedding ring. It's a symbol symbol. It doesn't mean that, um, what what does this mean? It means that I'm married. But if I take the wedding ring off, am I still married? Yes, I'm still married. But the, the wedding ring is that symbol, and that's what baptism represents. It's a symbol to the Lord Jesus Christ and to everyone here that we are followers of Jesus Christ, that we have given our lives to Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 3, verses 3 through 6, I want to read it. This is what it says. It says... Yep. Or have you forgotten that when we became Christians and were baptized to become one with Christ, Jesus, we died with him? For we died and were buried with Christ in baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised as he was. Our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also share his new life. We are sure of this because Christ rose from the dead and he will never die again. There's three things that I want you to see here about baptism... And the first one is is the unity with Christ. And in verse 3 it says, Have you forgotten that we as Christians have come together to be one with Jesus Christ? When you are baptized, what you're doing is you're associating yourself with Jesus Christ. You're saying that Jesus Christ has come to save me. He's come into my life and He saved me and transformed me. The second thing that baptism represents, you see here, is unity with the church. Notice how the Apostle Paul says, for we died with him, in verse 4. And in verse 5, it talks about since we have been united with him, we have been raised. We, 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 we. In the earlier service, this little boy goes, he hath the we, we. And the, the reality is, yes, I have to we. Because the reality is God wants us to be together that we are to experience and associate together. And one of the ways that we associate together as the body of Christ is through baptism. It represents the fact that we are dead to our old life, just as Christ was dead to his old life, died, and then rises with newness of life. And that's what baptism represents, that we follow the Lord Jesus Christ in obedience. And just as he died, so we die to our old life, and just as he was raised, so we are raised in newness of life. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Just a beautiful picture and symbol. And the last thing that represents is that our freedom from sin, that when you unite us, when you, we come together, as the, the book of Hebrews has taught us anything, that Christ has paid for our sins. And because Christ has paid for our sins, we are free. What's so exciting to see is when you give your life to Jesus Christ, and you follow him in obedience to believers' baptism. It doesn't make you saved, but it demonstrates to everybody that you're unified with Christ, that we've come together as we, one body, one church, coastal church. You're identifying with those that have received Christ, and you're walking in freedom from sin, from this world, and from all of the things that have held you back. What's exciting is that these people are making that commitment today, have made that commitment to Christ, and are making that commitment to continue and follow him in obedience. Let's pray for those people, and then we'll invite them up. Let's pray. Father, I just pray for every person that is going to be baptized today. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless them, that you would be with them, that you would encourage them, that you would help them, Father God. We worship you, and we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for what you've done and what you're going to do, Lord. Be with those people now as they demonstrate their commitment and love and devotion to you, Lord Jesus. It's in your precious and holy name we pray. i going
0: to share a story. And uh, so, yeah, they already welcomed you. I was going to say welcome, Chris, but they already did that. There's a lot more people here than there are at 9.15, aren't
2: there? <laughs> 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 well, I mean, normally we get here at 9 and it's pretty empty. <laughs> uh, woo. So before I decided to become a follower of Jesus Christ, I had a great marriage, uh, two beautiful children, and was living the American dream. Um, Pretty much everything I thought that I I wanted, uh, but I still felt uh, an emptiness, just like life was incomplete. So my wife and I talked about um, finding a church since we've been married, um, and, you know, just life... I've gotten away as it seems to be and uh, finally just uh, one day I came home from work and she said hey I got some friends that go to Coastal and we're gonna go to church on Sunday okay so um, uh, my decision to follow Jesus Christ was the first time I actually attended Coastal Um, as soon as we walked in I immediately uh, felt at ease I was was comfortable um, I think Pastor Sean really uh, somehow I just, I just connect, and uh, it, I just felt like it was the right thing for me, the right place, the right time of my life, and uh, and I knew that I just I just wanted to uh, to really I guess be, begin my journey. Uh, so I want to be baptized today um, to show my dedication, becoming a good Christian, become uh, you know be the absolute best husband, father, son and person I can be, and uh, I feel that I can do that by becoming a follower. Thank
0: you, Chris. All right, Robert, I'm handing you this mic with fear and trembling.
3: Wow. Hello, everyone. They respond to me. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I just want to thank you all. Uh, this is Patsy, and I've known Patsy for about four years now, uh, and she's going to share her testimony with you, but um, um, this is a really awesome day uh, for myself and also for Patsy and everyone that's here in support of Patsy. Uh, we've, we've watched her, and uh, she's, she's, she's got a good testimony, so I'm going to pass it over to her.
4: The reason I wanted to be baptized is because I have turned my life over to Jesus. When my son was two and a half, his father was murdered. I became depressed and began drinking, thinking it would help me feel better. After some time, I realized drinking wasn't helping, and I had to turn my life around and raise my son. For some time, I blocked God out of my life, but I knew I couldn't do it without him. For the past four years, I've been studying the Word with Robert, and I realized that I needed Jesus in my life every day. I know from experience that if I didn't didn't have God in my life, I would not have survived. Recently, my son was sent to jail, and I became depressed again. At first, I like God. I, God. Excuse me, at first I blocked God out and stopped coming to the Bible study, but my sturdy group began to encourage me and lift me up in prayer. I returned to the group and I was overjoyed with God's mercy and faithfulness toward my son. He was released from jail, has a home, and two jobs now. God knows me better than I know myself, and without him, I can't do anything. Once I get baptized, I will continue to go in Christ and serve him by helping other people who need help. I will also tell everyone how how God has turned around my life.
3: Heavenly Father, we we just humble ourselves to you, Lord. Because we do know that without you, our lives are empty. Our lives are dark. Our lives are literally not worth living. Lord, and we thank you and we lift up your mighty name because you chose a long time ago, Father, that we were important enough to send your son to die for us. And Father, we give you the glory this day through our dedications of the babies, through the baptisms, Father. We give it all to you because that's where it belongs. And Father, this day, we dedicate ourselves, we dedicate these two souls, Father, to you, and we ask that your spirit would thrive within their souls and guide their every steps, that it would make them strong, that they would come to depend upon your spirit to guide them in every decision they make, that they would commit their lives. And, Father, that they would trust you no matter what the storm might be bringing, no matter what the deceiver would tell them is going on in their lives, that they would simply just trust you and look upward to the salvation that only you can provide. And this we ask as the body of your believers, Father, as one family, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All
0: right, Chris, have you trusted Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? Man, I'm your brother in Christ, and I just have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism, and raised to walk in a new life.
4: I think. I don't know.
3: All right, Patsy, do you acknowledge Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you promise to follow after him, and to live your life for him? Yes. Well, based upon the profession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay, ready? They buried with him in the likeness of his death and raised.
1: Of
0: his resurrection to walk of life. And, uh, So, uh, this is Tim, and uh, and so before I hand him the microphone, let him share his story with you guys. You know, one of th- one of the reasons we do baptism in a family worship setting is we do want all the kids to be in here. We want you everybody to be in here that can participate, and the reason is. Um, it takes an entire church. All that you do in your ministries, you never know when you're going to touch someone in a new way. Whether it's a greeter ministry, a check-in ministry, a parking ministry, making feel somewhat, make them, someone making someone that attends here for the first time feel welcome. All of that is a part of introducing a person to Jesus Christ. The second thing we do a little bit differently at Coastal Community Church is that uh, we don't believe the Bible teaches necessarily us to be a pastor that does the baptism, and so we always ask the person to be baptized. Who do you want to baptize you? And the reason we do that is we want each of you. Our prayer is that each person that calls us their church home will stand up here and baptize somebody someday. Because you're investing your life in someone, whether it's your children, a coworker, a friend, a, a, a roommate, whatever, and and that eventually your life makes an impact on someone else, and they're able to say, "Hey, you, you know, you following Christ was a big part in my journey in following Christ." And so Tim's going to be baptized today, and William is his friend who's baptizing him, so, uh, so William, good job. So Tim is going to share with us his story. Good morning.
5: Uh, my name is Tim Macitas. Uh I'm a Newport News native. Uh, I was born and raised uh, in the area uh, in a Christian home. I uh, first accepted God uh, as my father as about eight or nine years old at a wrestling Christian camp. Um, as getting older and becoming a, a young man, uh, in and out of church, not really connected, you know, I kind of just showed up on Sundays when I felt like I needed to go, when I needed Christ. Uh, I wasn't very consistent with my my, my, my faith through God. Um, so going through some of the highs and lows of life that throws us, um, it definitely kind of opened my eyes that I need it on a daily basis, uh, not just when things are going bad. Um, so I, not to get any details, but I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for a few special people and For me, I want to give thanks to those that are here with me. Um, Mom and Dad, thanks for everything you've done. Uh, You've shown me the unconditional love through everything I've been through. To William, one of my oldest and best friends. You've been there hand first through through my worst, uh, and you're the reason I'm here, getting baptized. Um, BJ's my oldest friend that I've known the longest, uh, and he's been a great role model. Uh, Recently, he's been down in Miami, uh, so we haven't been able to really be visible to each other, and BJ has prayed for me over the phone numerous times, and that every time I get off the phone, I just feel re-energized, so I, I thank you for that. Uh, Ryan and Sarah, love having you in my life. I love being Uncle Tim to your three kids. Uh, I appreciate everything that you've done for me, uh, the Bible studies, the time that we've spent together. Uh, Brian and Kimberly, um, Voight, they actually invited me to Coastal. Uh, Kimberly and I coached together um, and as a coach and growing up through swimming and sports, it was hard to be committed on on a weekly basis, Um, so Kimberly and Brian invited me in, uh, got me a part of a small group, um, and I've never been so connected with a church as I've been with Coastal, Um, so I just feel so blessed to be a part of such a great church, and thank you so much for opening up to me and inviting me here. Um, I was actually driving here this morning, um, and I heard a song on the radio, and through the things that I've been through, this song really stuck out to me, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, Just two verses, and it's, in the eye of the storm, you remain in control, and in the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor. When my seals are torn, you love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. So, I really, that stuck out to me, and I wanted to share that with you guys, that if you're ever going through a bad time, remember those verses, Um, it's really stuck with me, and I wanted to share that with you. So, that's my story.
0: All right, let's let's do this, man. Let's
5: Well,
6: I love you, buddy. Um, I can tell you this is a long answer to. um, Sorry.
0: It's on. You keep looking at it like, did I hit the switch? (laughs) Uh,
6: This is a long answer to prayer. I'm just thankful for the way that God works and his promises that you can, you can uh, consistently just seek after him and just pray and knowing that he'll be there for you. Um, I was going to read some scripture out of Romans 6, but the guy before kind of took that. Um, so <laughs> I'll read something out of uh, Galatians. Um, it's still Paul talking, and it's just one quick verse. It just says, uh, I've been crucified with Christ, and I'm no longer live but Christ lives within me the life I live in the body I, ha- I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me I just want just, to just want you to remember that and he said that I was a part of this I was just used as a vessel as a tool by God to consistently just pray for you and it's God who worked within your heart who changed your heart and it's just consistent prayer um, that he just put on my heart to pray for you brother and I love you no swimming, okay? <laughs> Tim, have you uh, accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I have. Because of this profession of faith and your acceptance acceptances, uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Buried with him in his death. <laughs> raised with
3: him in a newness of life.